Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to our series, A Day in the Life Behind the Scenes of an Entrepreneur. And I am so excited to have the fabulous Candace Coppola with us today. She's Oh, just incredible. She's been on the show before. You probably know her, love her already like I do. But Candace does so many things. And that's a big reason I'm excited to have her share a day in the life with us because she has a lot of great offers and is an amazing educator. She, well, I'll let her tell us all about all the things that she does throughout her day. And she's also a fellow podcast host. So I'm excited to hear how she balances all of it and like what that looks like for her. As you guys know, I'm thoroughly fascinated with what people are doing all day because I just want to know, like, what are we doing? That's the same. What are we doing? That's different. I was just telling Candace, sometimes I'll sit on my couch and I'm like, I wonder if anybody else is doing nothing right now, or I'll be working weird hours. And I'm like, I wonder if anybody else is working right now. So let's get into it. First off, Candace, let's reintroduce yourself to our audience. Um, like let us know all the things that you do and kind of like where you're at in your in your life, in your business, and then we can dive into the day-to-day. I'm so excited to be back. This is one of my favorite podcasts, so I'm so excited to be back here today. (laughs) I'm Candice Coppola, if we haven't met before, and I help wedding pros build a profitable business with purpose. Like Lily, I'm a former wedding pro myself. I was a planner for over 12 years. I sold my planning business so that I could be a full-time educator, course creator, business coach. And so that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. I spend my time uh, working on my various projects, my products, and working with my students. I think what will help you to understand my day is to understand what it is I sell. So in my business, I have courses, I have a membership for wedding planners. I have a mastermind for wedding pros, a podcast, like Lily mentioned, the power and purpose. And I'm also in a phase of growth and building stuff right now. So in addition to all of that, I'm launching a shop. I'm launching a YouTube channel and I have a new course coming out for wedding planners specifically. So that is sort of a a bird's eye view of all the products I offer. Amazing. I love that. Um, I think it's so inspiring too, for people who are out there being like, you know, I know I want to do something and maybe I'm a, like a service-based professional. And we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. who are either in transition, like pivoting into education, or they're like up-leveling and scaling their education. And, and to know that that's like a possibility and to see it firsthand, I think is always really inspiring. So I'm excited to talk about that. And I love that you're in like a season of of growth and of like creating stuff, because I think that that is a time where people get really stressed out and they're like, yeah. I don't know how to balance this. So yeah, that's awesome. So let's get into it. Let's pick a general day, right? What is your morning? What do your mornings look like? Like, do you have a morning routine or do you just kind of like hit the ground running? Like, how does it go for you? Yeah, I'm definitely not a meditation journaling matcha tea kind of morning gal. I'm like a hit the ground running kind of person, but I spend most of my mornings waking up around five thirty, six o'clock. My husband and I spend the morning together always. 
So it's coffee. I make coffee. He makes breakfast. We hang out with our dogs. We love to talk, whether it's about our days or about current events or whatever's on our mind, real housewives, whatever we're talking about <laughs> stuff in the morning time. I love and, that. Yeah. And I usually go to get ready around seven 30, eight o'clock. I typically have meetings that start somewhere around 9.30. So my getting ready process is skincare. I'm a huge skincare junkie. So I've got like this 18 step process, morning, <laughs> noon, and night. <laughs> I'm trying to reverse the age signs of aging, but skin, a skincare routine is always a part of my morning. And depending on if I'm on calls or not, I'm getting ready. You know, I'm getting my face ready. I'm getting ready from the waist up in the mornings. And then I like to just dive into work. I would say I'm a, a morning person. But the first hour or so of a morning, I, I like to just kind of zone out and be quiet. I'm not like a get into my inbox kind of person that early in the morning. I need time for my brain to be awakened. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that for sure. I'm not a morning person at all. So I definitely need that time. <laughs> okay. So I love, I love that you have like your personal morning routine. So once, so do you like start your day with meetings typically, or do you have certain days that meetings fall into mm. what's, what is your first work thing? Usually when I start my day, I review my Asana. I review my day planner. I have a day planner on my desk. It's called the full focus planner. I love it. You re you renew it every 90 days. You get a fresh one. It's fantastic. Do you use it lately? I don't, I literally lit up. Cause I've been like, I have been back and forth on trying it. I had like one sitting in my cart for like <laughs> months. And I was like, I am not a day planner person. I'm like a mm. list, like a weekly planner person. And mm. I'm like, should I try to change and become a day planner person? <laughs> it, they sell you really well on that mm -hmm. website. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's a really good product. I don't use it all the time, but I, you try to use it most days. It's right here on my desk. I write down my appointments. I really get into my day planner on Sundays or Monday mornings for the week. So I just like to spend that time sitting at my desk, writing down my appointments, what my themes are for each day of the week, which we'll talk about in a second. But I typically start when I'm sitting at my computer in my office, it's time to review my day planner and my Asana. I use Asana it's, it's basically the brains behind my operation. So I go in there and I try to figure out like, what's the focus for today? What am I responsible for? What do I need to do or complete? Okay, perfect. So what are your, what are your theme days? That was exciting to hear. Yeah. So I, during COVID, I had just sold my business October of 2019. I sold my wedding planning business. And a week later I launched my first product, which is my mastermind wedding pro insiders. And I found myself leading a group of 45 women during COVID where the wedding industry was just decimated events, everything stopped, but events were in particular really decimated. And there was so much fear and anxiety for so many different reasons. And I made myself super available to my students, of course, because I wanted to help and save everybody, right? I wanted to solve everybody's problems. I wanted to be as available as I could. But what ended up happening after several weeks and several months of just having open availability and kind of being over here one day, having a meeting, and then four hours later, having another one, I quickly burnt out. And I felt like I didn't have any time to work on my own business, which led me to theming out my weeks and my days in my business. So I live and die by this. This is how I'm able to show up where I need to show up and also how I'm able to grow my business and work on it but also have a lot of time for just hanging out on the couch or watching housewives or hanging out with friends or traveling. 
So I start by theming my weeks and there are weeks where I'm on, meaning like I'm in front of the camera, I'm meeting with people. And then I have weeks where I don't talk to anybody and I don't see anybody. And that works so nice for me as like an introvert extrovert. I need time to be extroverted, obviously, but I also need time to introvert and sort of refill back up my cup. So depending on my week, I may be coaching. I may be doing podcast interviews. I try to bring all of that and batch work it together. So I only put my makeup on once and I use all that energy on a specific day or two. And then other weeks I'll just spend my time writing or I'll not be in front of the camera and I'll be building or supporting people sort of like from afar on boxer or in my inbox. Yeah. I, I kind of do the same thing. And I wonder like a couple of questions. One, I think people, a lot of times, at least when they're still in the process of trying to figure out like, what is, what is my, what do my days look like? Mm -hmm. They don't know a, like how far in advance do I need to set these weeks? Like how far in advance do I need to set these days? And then B, a lot of times I've, I've noticed, especially when I work, like I'll do time management consulting sometimes and productivity mm -hmm. consulting. And I think a big problem that I see come up a lot for the majority of my clients and the majority of my students is this concept of like, Oh, I am alone and I am the person behind the productivity. Whereas you know, other groups maybe have team. Like I know I have a small team or like mm -hmm. you have to answer to somebody, but what if you answer to nobody and like, how do you overcome that hurdle? So if you want to address any of those, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you are the judge and jury in your business, you're the boss, you're the everything, and you don't have a team. So you don't have people to be accountable to, which really does help actually having people who you pay <laughs> to support you helps yeah. you to show up on the days you need to. But if you're somebody who has to make all these decisions for yourself, I do think trying something like what I've suggested, theming out your weeks, and then also your days within those weeks can really help you to get into a routine. I thrive off routine. I love routine. I love predictability. Yeah. And so anytime I'm thrown out of my routine, I get anxiety and I'm like, oh my God, what like traveling and having to work at the same time feels really hard to me. Mm -hmm. I need to be at my desk with all my things and my pens and my notebooks and all my comforts to be able to work. I, that's just my yeah. personality, Same. but not everybody's built like me. Lily's like, Oh no, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need this particular pen. I need this particular pad of paper. Like mm -hmm. I just need it. Yep. And I I've tried and I continue to try to not be that so rigid about that. Cause I think there's something good about flexibility and being adventurous. And I try, I'm going to probably try my whole life to be more adventurous. <laughs> listen, if you need routine and you crave more routine in your business, then you can try looking at different weeks and seeing what those weeks might look like for you. Would you work on having coaching calls? If you have coaching clients, those weeks, would you spend those weeks doing hot seats for your course students, you know, putting yourself forward. If you record videos, maybe those are the weeks where you record your reels or YouTube videos or content where you have to be made up and you have to bring that energy to the, to, to whatever it is you're creating. And then finding other weeks where you're able to work on your business and just kind of dig into projects, advancing things forward, quiet work that we don't get a lot of kudos for, or we don't share a lot, but that is really meaningful to us. And then even just downtime to not work so hard. I tend to work 
Mondays through Thursdays and Fridays are days off. I don't really work that hard on Fridays. I also work from like nine to two 30. I don't really do a lot after two 30 because my brain just can't function after that time frame. Oh my gosh. Okay. That was going to be one of my questions. So I'm so glad you, you shared that with us because I, I always like to ask like, how much are you actually working? And I think so often there's this like nagging kind of like gnawing guilty mm-hmm. feeling that people get for some reason. I don't know if it's because maybe you have a spouse that works outside the home. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. that's what it is. I'm literally like, I don't know if, why, if this is why, except this is why yeah. for me, like my husband, Tim, he works in an office now. He used to not, and he worked from home. And then when he switched into going into the office every day, I feel like on Fridays there, I actually usually take Mondays off. I feel so guilty about it. And I'm like, no, that's not, we need to move past that feeling. We need to work through those feelings because isn't that the point? Like, why did I, why did I leave my, my day job? If I wasn't going to do I say it all the time to the women I mentor, you get to make up the rules in your business. And I think we take with us a lot of these mindsets from corporate America of what it means to be productive and what it means to have like a proper work day. And that doesn't work for everyone. And you actually get to have a choice of what you, how you want to work when you want to work. So if you're not a morning person and you prefer to get started around noon, like do you own who you are, find how, find ways to be productive in the schedule you want to keep. And that's what I, I feel like I've been able to do. I know that after two 30, my brain just isn't that sharp. Like I, 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 I'm just yeah. not where I'm supposed to be and where my students need me to be in order to support them or help them. So I really don't work after that. And if I do, it's like pinning stuff on Pinterest, you know, I'm doing like stupid stuff. <laughs> Not, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some of it doesn't require a lot. Like yeah. mindless. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like the, the task that you can do like from your couch or like. Right. And one thing I wanted to mention is if you have a cycle, so one way that I plan out my weeks and my days is by my cycle, my period cycle, my menstrual cycle. So if you're listening and you have a menstrual cycle, you may want to consider that as you start to map out your days and weeks. I never really had to think about this until I got into my thirties and things started to change. And I realized I would go through this pattern. I would have these bursts of like, absolutely amazing Elizabeth Gilbert, big magic moments where I'm just like creating, like I could create the Sistine chapel in four hours. Like I was just so magical. And then two weeks later, I didn't want to speak to anybody. I was like, nobody talked to me. Everybody leave Mm -hmm. me alone. I hate everyone. And I started to do some research and I began to understand that a lot of this has to do with my hormone levels and my cycle. So I take that into consideration when I plan out my months and plan coaching calls and all different types of things. I'm like, okay, do I have my period that week? I probably don't want to be in front of a lot of people that week. So I try to limit those interactions. And that really helps me to plan things out too. I think that's so fascinating. Like, uh, honestly, it's funny because if you would have told like 20 something year old me that this would be something I cared about, I would be like, okay, that's ridiculous, but it's actually Oh my gosh. It's so accurate. I remember my last, like the last launch, I was looking at the calendar and I was like, this launch falls on the week from Mm -hmm. like hell. Like, I, I don't think I can, I don't think knowing myself emotionally and knowing myself like physically, I was like, I should probably, and I Mm -hmm. moved my whole launch and I'm so glad I did. Cause I could show up with energy. I wasn't sluggish. I wasn't grumpy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a monster. (laughs) So like I was (laughs) 
I, some of us really are. I was like, I need to avoid that. <laughs> I am too. Oh my gosh. I totally I am, am too. I'm just so introverted and I get so moody and everything annoys me. And I just, I feel like I can't express myself. I get into a really weird stage. It's not me. It's an out of body experience. It's not me as a person, but honoring that makes yeah. such a difference because then you know that on those weeks where they call them your winter weeks, right? Where you're really hibernating and it, it you, you need that quiet indoor time, you know that about yourself. So you're not going to schedule a lot during that week. And just like Lily said, if you have a launch or you have something really heavy, if you can postpone it, you can give yourself the gift of doing that. That's another thing that I really think about when I think about my work days and how I spend my time. As a business coach this week, I have all meetings. And so I have, I have my interview here with Laylee. I did a podcast interview yesterday for my show, and I've got a ton of coaching calls. I don't schedule anything for myself, like work-wise on those days. I reserve my energy to show up for the people who I'm scheduled to meet with. And so I don't go in my inbox. I'm not creating a marketing plan. I'm not doing all these other crazy things. I leave them for when I can give them my energy. And I think that's really important. I want the people I'm showing up to meet with to get my full energy. And it takes a lot of energy to do coaching um, and have back-to-back calls. You don't think it does, but it really does, right? And so for me to give my best energy, I have to not put it anywhere else. And I have to put all my projects and all my things aside and just focus on the person or people I'm talking to. Oh, I, I totally agree. Again, knowing the people who are listening to this, knowing that they're excited to start or continue on their coaching or scale it. I think that's something I was, I was truly surprised at the level of energy that is needed to truly be a good coach. And I think that's why there are, I mean, I'm just going to say it. That's why there are so many crappy coaches out there is because they're just like not giving that same level of commitment or energy that I think is necessary to be like an effective coach. But yeah, I mean, I, you have to really work Mm -hmm. around that schedule of like, and that's, that's another reason I was asking about the theme days and like how you schedule your calls and things like that, because calls for us calls for coaches and calls for educators are usually a little different than like a call for like just a wedding pro, right. Or just a creative, like it takes prep. Mm -hmm. It takes it does. And so, and so I prefer yeah. to have my coaching calls or really any face-to-face interactions Monday through Wednesdays. Those are my best days where I feel freshest. I'm ready to give that energy away. And Thursdays are, ne- are a day where I likely never take any calls. They're always days for me to either write, create content, move pieces of a project or a launch forward, um, or do nothing. Honestly, I've spent many a Thursday watching general hospital and just being like, I'll get to it later. And girl, I don't get to it ever. <laughs> I, I, I'm no shame in doing yeah. that. I mean, I don't, I, people ask me, how much do you work? And I feel like I work a lot, but I feel like I don't work nearly as much as other people. If that makes any sense. Like I'm always working. My brain's always going, Duh. but I'm never like, I don't ever feel like I'm working from morning till night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've tried to eliminate a lot of the busy Mm. work, which helps that, you know, there were things that I used to be like, I have to do all of this. And now I'm like, I really don't want to, (laughs) I'm going to focus on the big things, the important things, you know? So I get it. I totally get it. But I, I do feel like I work sometimes if you ask me on one day, I'm like, Oh, I work way more than Tim. Who's like in an office nine to five. And then some days I'm like, Oh, I barely do anything. What's happening. I know. Same. And that's what I signed up for. It's why I sold my business so that I could have that flexibility when I needed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So we have talked about kind of like general Mm -hmm. theme days, theme weeks. We've talked about, you know, your mornings and how you usually stop around two 30. So from two 30 on, are you just off? Like, are you you're living yeah, your best life. I'm do- whatever I want to do at that time I get to do. So if I want to continue working, but like I mentioned, working on things that don't require so much brain power, pushing around paper, moving around to sauna tasks, you know, stuff like that, which I'm prone to get lost in. I will do that. Um, otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm living my best life. Usually after three o'clock, I, I will go work out. That's one thing that I've really made a priority this year for myself for the first time. So I'm a huge Peloton person. Laylee knows like I'm on that damn bike all the time. <laughs> I'm in a cult guys. <laughs> just so you know that I am in a friggin' cult, but I will make time to work out and I usually work out for 90 minutes. So it is like, I need a lot of freaking time to work out. So around three cup of coffee in the afternoon, maybe a little bite to eat. And then by four, four thirty, it's time for me to get my gym clothes on and it's time for me to work out. And then by then it's usually dinner time. My husband's the cook in my house. So dinner is being made and we sit down, we eat, we watch some TV, we talk and that's it. That's a wrap on my day. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. I think that's great. And I honestly working out, I I think I've done like maybe two episodes at this point about Mm. how important it is to get like that part of your life in order for your business. And I think that's so undervalued by so many people, but it's like, the healthier you are, the better you feel, the more effective you'll work, the more productively you'll work. Oh yeah. It is. It's been a game changer for me having that physical activity. It's helped me relieve stress and be able to mentally think clearer and more strategically. There's something about using your brain for physical purposes that really help to keep those neurons firing and, and, and keep you really like in your work, when it comes to work, after you work out, like you really feel, you can see things clear. You can think clear. You think quick on your feet. It's really helped me to think younger, honestly. So yeah, yeah, it's been such a game changer. So my days are spent on boxer coaching the women in my mastermind, moving things forward in my business, creating things, moving things around, staring at screens, recording episodes (laughs) of the podcast. Um, I mean, literally I feel like I do a million things in that short window of time and bit by bit, they all add up to where we are today. Okay. This is so fun because I, you know, I've interviewed several people who all do very different things with some Mm -hmm. similarities. Right. And I'm able to kind of see myself and my days in everybody's, but yours is probably the most similar Mm -hmm. to mine. Mine is the working hours because I'm not a morning (laughs) person and I will not wake up, but you're already ready (laughs) and starting your day when I'm rolling out of bed. So push it back a little bit and then we're matching. So that's really interesting. And I think it's refreshing and, and something to keep in mind, if you're just listening to this at home, like you're going to see yourself in people and you're also going to find differences in people. And I think that it's, it's just important to remember that there's not a right way or a wrong way. Um, so don't like, don't take that in a negative way, take it in a way that's like, Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll try it. Or "Mm, no, I'm going to stick with what I do. That's different. You know, like there's, there's so much, again, you, what did you say? You make your own. Yeah. You're the boss girl, make your own rules. You're the CEO of your business, right? I mean, it's the whole reason why you started your business aside from like wanting to live out your dreams and make a bunch of money. You wanted to make your own rules. So make your own rules about what productivity, what time looks like for you. And I think that's one of the big lessons is, is leaving behind that corporate mindset, which just like as a little side note, 
corporations created all these rules to keep us working and like not asking questions and just like showing up and milking everything they could out of a, a worker and employee. You don't need to do that to yourself. You, you, you get to set the tone, set the pace. And so set your own hours, set your own schedule and do what works best for you because what works for me or Laylee or another guest may not work for you, but I guarantee these episodes that you've been listening to have given you some sort of idea of how you can be more productive or switch things up, which is so great. Yeah. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I love, I love that you mentioned that. And I think that it is a really hard mindset to overcome. Like it's a huge shift to make just to remember that, like, I mean, I always tell myself we work more than we do anything else mm-hmm. in life typically, like that's how it's been designed for us, but it doesn't have to be that way. And we're only given this one life. So let's like actually figure out what we want to do with it and enjoy our time while we have it. Right. Again, I think this is like a, this is like a mid mid thirties kind of revelation for me, but I'm leaning into it and I'm like, I I love it. (laughs) So good. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on here and sharing with us and being so transparent. I love every time I get to chat with you, where can people find you? Oh yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to, by the way, to be at the creative educator conference. I can't wait to see all your listeners there. So please come and join us. Just shameless plug. I want to meet you. I want to hear about your day. I want to support you in your amazing creative educator business. So I hope that if you're listening and you haven't registered that you go and register right now, but if you want to know me outside of that conference, um, you can find more information about me, the people I serve at candiscopola.com. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm really excited to meet you in real life. I mean, we've hung out so much virtually. I'm like (laughs) thrilled to get to hug you and hang out for a few days in Dallas. I can't wait. wait. I know. Thank you, friend. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.